0: Let's see. What have I been watching? I have been watching Fargo, and I'm up to episode nine of season one, so I only have two more to go. Love it. It's really, really, really good. So I good. have also been watching the Night Stalker docuseries on Netflix, and it is just crazy. It's very graphic I mean, it's not to the point where I've felt like I needed to turn it off. Like I've heard some people say, there's a lot of crime scene photos, ones I have never seen before, and they're pretty graphic, but it's really, really well done series. So I'll probably finish that tonight.
1: Um, Well, we finally caved and went into the new century and I got rid of my dish. So that's been a whole new experience. But we've been watching (laughs) Worst Cooks in America because I have the Discovery Plus. And that's fun because I don't like to cook. I hate to cook. I'm not a great cook, but I can cook. And we just laugh and scream at the people like, what are you doing? So that's fun. We've been going back to some Thirty Rock because that's a comfort show, and then I've watched The King of Staten Island last night. I didn't have high hopes for it. It actually got me at a moment, a few moments, at like as a kid that he's just his my life is messed up since his his dad was a firefighter and he died in a fire, and when he was a kid, now he's 24 and his life's still a mess. So there's a couple moments that it, it caught me, but the ending was really stupid. So whatever. And I watched Happiest Season on Hulu, which is the Christmas movie that, like, first time has, like, a LGBTQ couple as the main characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it could have been great. The casting was phenomenal. A lot of great people in it. But I don't know. Like, there's some shit that the girl does in that movie that is unforgivable. And I don't know how you can make a romantic comedy out of making someone lie and hide who they are and say they're not mm-hmm. gay and... Were roommates, and I don't know. I, I found it despicable, but people seem to like it, whatever.
0: I also got my kids to watch The Maze Runner, and we watched about a half an hour of it earlier this week and it got to the part with the grievers yeah. which are like the you know the creatures in the maze and i had kind of forgotten about that and because c- they're in there and they're and they're like they hear these noises and i was like oh crap so i turned it off real quick and i was like uh let's just finish this another day because it was like nine o'clock at night and i know how my son will be and he'll be in my room at 4 30 in the morning about his night nightmare about gravers. i decided that if we were going to finish it which they really wanted to that we needed to do it during the day and we finished it today and they both really liked it so whew! well we'll see how tonight goes
1: <laughs> i think we all watched i don't even think i even paid attention to the first one and then there's the sequels and i think it's the, the second yeah i think it's the second yeah. one was like horrible like terrifying we we turned it on and i said what the <laughs> was this? I'm like, this is not what I thought you were watching. He's like, I don't know. It wasn't this scary in the books. And I was like, oh, this is awful. That's I just didn't remember it being that scary. Yeah, it's it's like the Hunger Games, the last one with the guys all down in the sewer.
0: Yes, I, with the mutts.
1: Yeah, we went to the uh-huh. movie theater and saw that. And we I know I remember we were going in between seeing that or the good dinosaur and my oldest had just <laughs> wow. had just read the books and he's like oh we got to go see this and, and my middle one's like okay and i think he was like nine and he was oh. terrified i was screaming i was like it's a walking dead. ah it's awful it's awful but yeah so there you go
0: <laughs> how we have traumatized our children yeah. 101 yeah, what are you going to do? Hi, everybody. Welcome to that So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm here with Tiffany. It's up, hey. Tiffany. And we are the podcast that talks to you about original streaming movies and TV series. And, you know, we did a movie. Wasn't that great? So <laughs> <laughs> we're back to TV series. We're back to our, our sweet spot. I think we do best with TV series. Anyway, we are talking about... Bridgerton, Bridget, Bridgerton on Netflix.
1: Has anyone else read what Lady Whistledown has written of late? Do not tell me that is yet another scandal She This one is different. This one. This subjects by name. <laughs>
0: My name is Lady Whistledown. You do not know me and never shall. But be forewarned,
1: dear reader, I certainly know you.
0: Social season is upon us. We shall discover which young ladies might succeed at securing a match. Let it be known if there's a scandal, I shall uncover it and share
1: every last detail. This was suggested to us, but my good friend Megan Bryant, Mama Ooh, Bee, she, li- she likes to carry dinosaur chicken nuggets in her purse. Don't ask me why. But anywho, she's a good friend and she said that we should do it and we kind of went for it because it's getting a lot of buzz right now and we thought it would be a mm-hmm. good one to cover. Yes.
0: Uh, I'll start us off. We open on a bustling street in Grosvenor Square in 1813. We are at the household of the Baron Featherington. There are three misses. There are three daughters who are trying to get married off by their mother and apparently also get the blood supply to their legs cut off because they are tightening these corsets so tightly.
1: Yeah, because the mom said she was the size of an orange and a half when she was their age. Same. Gross. Really? I mean,
0: (laughs) cut to the household of the widowed viscontest bridgerton and i did not look up what the difference is between a countess and a viscountess i didn't either maybe i'll do that next time i did look up quite a few things she has lots and lots of children but she has three older sons and three older daughters two of the daughters come down the stairs. They greet two of the older sons. They're wondering where their sister is. And one of them, one of the sisters' name is Eloise, and she screams up the stairs, Daphne, you must make haste, like screams it, like, I'm not going to do it because I would blow the speaker out in your headphones.
1: I love that she turns around and asks, like, do you think she heard me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: The people in the next town heard you. So tons of people are walking out of their homes in their very fancy clothes. And we close in on who we can only assume is Daphne for a very brief moment. And then they are looking for the third brother, Lord Bridgerton. And uh, we find him. He's having sex with some girl against a tree. So it's going to be that kind of show, too back to Daphne in a carriage approaching this huge castle and there's carriages everywhere and she gets out of the carriage and her brother, his name is Antony. And we're told by a narrator that today is a very important day. And for some, a very terrifying day. Today is the day the marriage, minded mistresses are presented to the Queen.
1: Yeah, the voiceover is done by Mary Poppins herself, Miss Julie Andrews. Woo! So we're getting presented to the queen. The queen could freaking care less. She could, she's just, all these women are coming in and like standing before her for them, for her to judge them on their looks, their style, their class, whatever. Our voiceover tells us that a a glimmer of displeasure and a lady's value plummets to unthinkable depths as one of the Featherton girls falls flat on her face. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a great impression. So now Daphne is being announced and she's wearing a crown and this big white dress with a train. And obviously we are to root for her because she's beautiful and not chubby or awkward like the Featherton girls. But Mm -hmm. give me the story of them getting there happily ever after and I'm all in. Yeah. But Daphne is escorted by her mother and she comes down before the Queen and suddenly the Queen is interested. And I kind of love that the Queen is a woman of color. I love that they mm-hmm. just cast whoever in the show. They didn't think about like, okay, this is London Society in 1813, that they should be right. all white. I love that they just changed it up just to whoever and it's awesome. But the Queen grabs Daphne by the chin, calls her flawless and gives her a kiss on her head and oh this is like oh, oh, oh oh she got the blessing of the queen and the voiceover tells us that the brighter a lady shines the faster she may burn so even though she got the like the best compliment of the day now she has a bunch of people looking at her and then we get our intro, which is kind of cool. It's all like focuses on a tree, and all these little scenes are being cut out of the tree, and then it becomes a big blooming tree, and it says Peter 10 da, da, da. It was kind of very Games of Thronesy beginning, mm-hmm. but anywho. So we get then the voiceover tells us that out of all the bitches, dead or alive, a scribbling woman is the most canine. And we find out the voiceover is being done by who they're calling Lady Whistledown, and this person, Lady Whistledown, is writing. A society paper which is actually like a gossip rag that is being passed out for free these little leaflets all over town and what it is is she's just spilling all the tea it's all the crap about everybody but our voiceover tells us that you don't know who Whistledown is and we never ever will but she knows everything that's happening in society so back at the Bridgerton's house Daphne is getting changed, and Eloise is given the tea she's reading right from the pages and she's like well uh, Penelope Featherton she's short. She's kind of chubby. She's beautiful. And she and Eloise are like best friends. And they live across the street from each other, even though they're like mothers hate each other. And she says, well, you know, Penelope's presentation was horrible. Daphne may be flawless, but now 200 women have a common adversary. So everybody's gunning for Daphne because she's Got the queen's approval. And so Daphne kind of explains to her sisters, you know what? My success in the marriage market will only help you in the long run. And she hopes that one day she will find a love as pure as her parents. And I wanted to puke. And this is where I <laughs> wrote, I'm bored. Mom comes in to their little dressing area with new dresses. And they all freak out. And Daphne and her talk about how this one girl last year wore the same shade of dress and received three marriage offers the very next day. And Eloise pipes in and says, Well, yeah, that girl married an Earl, and she now lives in the country in a cottage hundreds of miles away from her Earl and is miserable. And the mom's like, oh, Eloise, shut up. So, Lady Whistledown's scandal sheet is uber scandalous for everybody because it lists people by full name. Back in the day, like, you would get these scandal things, but it may have them, like, as their initials or, you know, some kind of, like, like how we call Creeper Creeper. It'd be something like that. Mm -hmm. But a nickname of some sort. But this is full-on names and it's given all the crap. So people are freaking out. Lady Whistledown says that she hates how the Bridgerton children have been named alphabetically from oldest to youngest. So we have Anthony, Benedict, Colin, Daphne, Eloise... And then the younger ones that they say at some point, but I don't remember what they are. I don't either. So we find out that this tells us that obviously the boys are older, which we kind of got because Antony is the Lord since the father has passed away. But I want to know, why aren't they married off? Did they not have to go through this market of women? Like, didn't they go and pick out one that they, you know, like, it's like a baby, like a dog from the pound. That one looks all right. I'll take that one home. Like, I don't know.
0: So Daphne is the oldest sister? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. And Eloise is not doing the marriage market this year.
0: Okay. Yeah. And one thing that comes back a little bit is that Lady Whistledon, Whistledon, Whistledown, whatever, uh, calls Daphne a diamond of the first water. And then she turns that around later and like uses it as a burn. Cut to the Featherton parlor, where they are not quite as impressed with this paper. Daphne's mom was like, oh, okay, this is actually okay when she sees that Lady Whistledown has said that Daphne is, you know, the, the one to watch. But, you know, all the things that have been said about the Featherton ladies, not quite as nice. There is another lady with the Featherton mother. Yeah, we never get get introduced
1: to her. I didn't bother to IMDB it, so I don't know who she is. I didn't either,
0: but she's in it a lot, and I don't know who she is. But she tells their mother, the Featherton mother, that this is a good thing because the sooner Daphne is off the market, the better for all the other single ladies. Penelope, the one that is friends with Eloise, She's reading the paper and the mom tells her to stop reading it because it will confuse her thoughts. And Penelope's like, okay. The lady and the mother are now talking about a cousin of her husband, Lord Featherton, who is coming to stay for the season because she has no close female relative to sponsor her debut, so to speak. Penelope offers to sit this season now. She's like, oh, I mean, if that's too many girls for you to handle, mom, I would be more than happy to just sit this one out. And her mom's like, oh, no, I know it's because you're nervous. And she says, oh, no, actually, I'm not nervous at all. I just thought maybe I could focus on my schooling and maybe I don't want to have my face and my weight ripped to shreds by By her sisters yeah her sisters are
1: so mean they say she's two stones heavier than she ought to be and has blemishes on her face
0: but her mother is like no no you're doing this but this other lady is like actually you might want to consider it. it it might be hard to have four young ladies under your wing and what about the competition and lady featherington says oh please how much competition can this cousin provoke And I'm thinking it's going to be a lot since we are harping on this point Mm -hmm. so much in this scene. She says she grew up on a farm. I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. So obviously she's disgusting because she's lived out in the country. Exactly.
0: A man, a servant of some sort, walks in and announces that the cousin has arrived. And the mom says, okay, girls, we remember to be nice and charitable. Uh, the cousin walks in, and she is very, very pretty, and she curtsies, she's very sweet, and she greets Lady Featherington, uh, who looks like she could be knocked over by a feather. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, this girl is going to be some kind of point of contention.
1: I mean, I said Mom Featherton, heavy sigh. Like, fuck. (laughs) Shit! She's beautiful! Damn it! So, um, in my notes I just have Oh, hello! because (laughs) I refer to him as Mr. Handsome because we don't really get a name on him until a bit later. But I say Mr. Handsome arrives on a black horse in the coolest cloak. It's like what a really nice long cloak and a fancy hat. Oh, he looks nice. He's good. As he's getting off his horse, they zoom in on his crotch for some reason. Not sure what that was about. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, what? What was I? Was there something Just to I remind
0: you to... that he's a sex symbol?
1: <laughs> I was like, was there something I was supposed to see there? I don't know. So he has arrived at Lady Danbury's house. Lady Danbury. It's never made entirely clear, especially not at this point, but she's related to him in some way, but I'm not sure. I don't know. She offers her condolences because his father has just passed away, but he's cool with it because he hated his father. So not a big deal. You know, he died. (laughs) So she tells him, you know, I'm hosting a ball this evening and once the mothers realize there's an eligible duke at the ball, they're going to be all over you. And he's like, (gasps) Ugh. I'm only here to finalize my dad's affairs. I'm not here to socialize. And she's like, well, yeah. Well, you're going to make an appearance because that's what you're going to do. And by the way, you're going to leave your flask at home because it's undignified. And I was like, wait, when they showed his crotch, did they show his flask? I'm not sure. I didn't bother to go back and look, but there was a crotch shot for some reason. He
0: says, please accept my regrets. And she says, your regrets are denied. Yeah.
1: She's like, I love her. You're going to be there.
0: (laughs) She's like, nope.
1: (laughs) So then we're at a opera house and a woman is on stage and she's practicing her scales in operatic fashion. Antony comes in and immediately they are banging. They're banging against the wall. They are banging. Cut to them just after and he's checking his watch. Which earlier when they were banging against a tree, he also checks his watch because apparently he's a very busy guy. Yeah. And he's whining because he has to shepherd his sister to the social gatherings because his dad passed and This it sucks. And he's like, well, I have to do it because I must ensure her virtue is not defiled. And the opera singer girl's name is Sienna. And she's like, she says to him, well, your sister's lucky. Not every woman gets that. And he's like, well, not every woman is a lady. And I was like, oh, well, screw you too. (laughs) And he says, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. I just want you to know you have me protecting you too. I'm always going to be there for you. And she's like, okay. Okay. All
0: right, so it's the night of the ball. They're at the ball, titled Chaste and Innocent, in quotes, Lady Whistledown calls the eligible girls. Uh, Daphne is escorted in by her mother and brother, and there's lots of girls there, some standing on the sidelines, some are talking with men. We see Penelope, she's in a really pretty yellow dress, apparently her mother's favorite color. She is watching Daphne's brother Colin dance with some girl and he's kind of cute, but I was like, okay, that bouffant hair swoop that he's got going on in the front, boy, mm -mm, Mm -mm. get rid of that. Daphne walks in, everyone's staring, and the guys start whispering to each other, and somebody named Lord Ambrose walks over to Daphne, and it's obvious by the look on Anthony's face that he doesn't like him. He says, oh, no, you don't want to be with this guy. He hasn't paid for some bets he made on horses, and so he leaves, and the brother's walking her around the room, and every guy that she thinks is kind of cute, he's got shit to say about every single one of them. So the brothers all kind of converge together and Lady Danbury walks up to them and they pretend to be just about to leave and she's like, ha ha ha, nice try. She looks at Daphne and her standing there with all the brothers gathered around her and she's like, oh you poor thing. Suddenly the cousin, the feather, Featherington, there's, these words are too much for me, the Featherington cousin comes in and Colin notices her and Lady Featherington at the same time is telling some other ladies that she's standing with that this is Lady Marina Thompson. Colin is now dancing this weird square dancing thing with her and a couple of other random people and these ladies think that it's great that he's paying attention to her because then other men will pay attention to her daughters which doesn't really make sense to me
1: but sure. Earlier, the Featherton, and I call her, her and her cronies, because it comes back later, they point down to a girl and they say, oh, that's so-and-so. She ruined herself by being caught in a conservatory with a man unchaperoned. Luckily, he still married her. <laughs> Light skirts, which must be an insult, I guess, about, you know. Be willing to throw your skirts up for a dude, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it's sad that then we've got all these people are dancing and these poor Featherington girls are all just standing all alone awkwardly. No one has spoken to them. But then Mom, Feather Mom grabs the girls because she spotted the Duke of Handsome, Mr. Handsome. So she's chasing him down and they come over and they're like, hey, his picture wasn't on our miniatures, which are these thing of cards that they have around their wrist. And it has a picture of all those suitable men with like their information which i thought was super clever very helpful because i wish i had them to keep all these dudes straight because there's just too many of them and they all look exactly Mm -hmm. the same (laughs) so the girls swarm duke of handsome and auntie's still being a dick and he won't let daphne speak to anyone and won't let her dance and just being awful so she says you know what i'm thirsty i'm gonna get a lemonade and he's like no i'll get it for you And she's like you've already done too much gonna get my own lemonade so she goes over to the punch table and she's pretending to drink while she's kind of eyeing the room to see like oh now I got a free glance on all the dudes and here comes lord bearbrook um and all I could think of was the the podcast bearbrook about the bodies in the oh yeah in the, the barrels <laughs> but anyway so he comes up and he starts talking to her about glasses like look at these little glasses he's totally weird and he's much much uh, yeah. older than her uh-huh. and he says you've amused me since I was a schoolboy and she's like yeah since i was 5 cuz he's a good 15 20 years older than her uh-huh. and he slurps his drink so disgustingly and she's like i can't be i got to go and she rushes away and as she's rushing away he's kind of following her and shouting after her about "Oh, I'm glasses and of course she runs smack into duke of handsome who's running away from the gaggle of girls She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she looks back and creepy old dude is still coming. So she stops and pretends she's having a conversation with Duca Handsome. And she's like, what's your name? I need to know your name. And he thinks this is a ploy just to get an introduction with him. He assumes she's like all the other girls. So she pretends to laugh at a joke he hasn't made so that Creeper Bearbrook will go away. And suddenly here is her brother Antony to, you know, ruin the day. And he's yelling, Bassett, and starts shaking Handsome's hand. So we find out that they were friends in Oxford when they went to school. and, And he says he heard about his father's passing. And he says, oh, wait, your dad died. That means you're the Duke of Hastings now. And Daphne's like, oh, he's a Duke. So that's your name. Cool. Thanks for telling me and being a dick about it. And Daphne is now pissy, says, considering the company that her brother keeps, she knows that the Duke is a player and Mm -hmm. the Duke is kind of intrigued by this snotty pretty girl and we get some little like, oh, between them. And here comes Mama Bridgerton to say, hey, there's a guy that wants to dance with you, Daphne. And Anthony's like, nope, we're going home. We leave now and leave them all wanting more. And he says, I know how this works. I don't think you do because it
0: doesn't seem like he does. And
1: Mama is not happy.
0: No. And the next morning, Daphne is lying in bed and she is practically vibrating with excitement a maid enters the room to get her ready, and Daphne is talking about, oh, the cook should make extra biscuits, and we should bring more chairs into the parlor, and I wonder which gentleman will be the first to call, and so what she's super excited about is that now she thinks all these gentlemen suitors are going to be coming to the house, so we're downstairs in the parlor with her mother and her sister, they're doing needlepoint, and they're just sitting around waiting. Somebody walks in, oh my gosh, oh, but it's just Anthony. And over at the Featherington house, though, two suitors have arrived, which the mother thinks is due to their colorful fashion, i.e. tacky. But they are here for the cousin,
1: not any of the sisters. Oh. Who are dressed like the evil stepsisters from Cinderella.
0: Yes, it's terrible, but we hear the narration of Lady Whistledon, and we see a lord talking to Daphne, but now her brother is standing like a foot away and then tells the guy he's in his seat, so he gets up and leaves. Meanwhile over it, I called it Featheringtonville, which is what I call it from now on, there are tons of suitors there for Miss Marina Thompson. The narrator says maybe the queen should reconsider the high praise she once afforded Miss Bridgerton, because if there's one thing she hates, it's being wrong. Now the room at the Bridgerton house seems to be even emptier than the muddled head of King George, is what she says. It seems like the real incomparable, which is what she had titled Daphne at initially, is at the Featherington house, which should please Lady Featherington,
1: but it doesn't actually at all because she's mad. It's not one of her daughters. I thought it was funny is that all these guys came bearing gifts and they have flowers and candy and a dog. They bring her a yes. dog. Like, well, bring me a dog. I'd be happy. It was so random. So we're back in the drawing room at the Bridgertons and Eloise asks if anyone has read the latest Whistle Down. and Daphne is just sitting here. and She's just devastated. And she's like, Mother, can you and I attend the next Ball and Tea Alone? Mom's all into it. But she's like, well, your brother has already RSVP'd that he will be there. He will be there the entire season. Frick. So, finally, they get announced that there's another caller. And Antony has already left for the day. Exciting! No, because it's the Mm. old man creeper. Every show's got to have a creeper. This is the show's. (laughs) Yay! So, Daphne's sisters, are stalls, start giggling like this is amazing to see their sister have to sit with this guy <laughs> mother instantly tells eloise to move out of the seat that's because she's sitting next to daphne and they're holding hands daphne's like don't leave me please don't let him sit next to me and mother says move and eloise says no um i'd like to stay and mother's like well i'd like you to leave she tells her to go across the street go see penelope go visit with her Bear Brook's like well you know i would have called sooner But I assumed you'd have collars, you know, wrapped around the block. So this must mean we were destined for each other. And at this, the younger sisters snort laugh because (sighs) this is the most hilarious thing they've ever seen. So back over at Featherton's, the poet that Anthony dismissed the night before because Daphne couldn't be seen with a poet is reciting for Marina and Eloise is sitting on a couch just eating this shit up because these guys are acting ridiculous. And Mother Featherton tells the boys, it's time for you to go. Make sure you say farewell to the Featherton girls as you leave. None of them do. Except for for Colin, who is really sweet. And he goes up and he tells Penelope goodbye. And she is just all a Twitter, but she is so obviously in the friend zone. And it sucks for her, but she's so sweet and she deserves better.
0: He calls her Pen.
1: Yeah, they're friends. They've
0: probably grown up
1: together. Yeah.
0: So Anthony and Daphne are riding horses together because that's a fun brother sister activity and she's very concerned that Lady Whistledown has basically made her undesirable. He says, "No worries, there'll be plenty of guys and the queen liked you, all that stuff that she's saying isn't true." And she's like, "Uh, yeah, it is because you have managed to scare every worthy suitor away." He says, well, "I'm just looking out for you." And she says, "You have no idea what it's like to be a woman." This is this is all I have been made for. This is all I am. I have no other value. If I can't find a husband, I will be worthless. And I, that is just the saddest thing I have ever. Sad had. but true. Yeah, I guess in 1813 that's yeah. how it was. Cut to Duke Handsome laying in his bed with no shirt on, <laughs> and Lady, not that I'm <laughs> an host. and Lady Whistledan is talking about how he continues to grace us with his presence, and. As is typical of these brooding, I'm too good for everything and everybody, guys, he has absolutely no interest in being married. I'm way too cool for that. So, cut to the Duke and uh, they're at a gentleman's club, a bunch of people, and he uh, is sitting with Daphne's brother, Anthony. And they're talking about how he doesn't want to get married or take his title, and he turns it around on anthony like oh yeah you got shit to say about me where's your wife mr firstborn Bridgerton of a firstborn bridgerton you're just gonna fuck your mistress forever you have to sire an heir and he's like actually i don't because i have something you don't brothers yes i don't like anthony
1: i don't either i think he's garbage and i think his poor (laughs) girlfriend's just ugh So um, we're back at the Feathertons and Penelope is on the floor playing with the dog because Colin is here and he and the cousin are sitting on the couch and they are laughing. And I was like, poor Penelope. Mm -hmm. She's like, wants to be included. She wants him to talk to her. She's stuck playing with the dog. Lady Whistledown tells us that Colin will win the season's grand prize when he sweeps Marina off her feet. So this lady, I think she's like the head maid. She's like the house manager person of Featherton's house. Says to Mother Featherton, "You could always send the Willow back to the farm, madam And Mama Feather says, "As my husband would allow that." And we cut over and we finally see Lord Featherton is sitting at the couch and he is just staring over his paper at the cousin. Super gross. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I have in my notes is, is Dad Featherton into the cousin? What is happening?
0: Yes. I Uh, said he's leering at her. There's something going on.
1: Ew. And then once we do, we get a quick scene back over to the Bridgertons where Daphne is once again, the, her only caller is the creeper. Like, hello. (laughs) I'm here again. (laughs) (laughs) It is I again. Yay. Gross. So we are at the opera. I thought it was a ball, but I guess not. Lady Danbury and well, Daphne's there with her mother. I don't know where Antony's at, but he, maybe he didn't like opera. Not sure. <laughs> so Lady Danbury is there, and she calls Daphne and her mother over to join her and the Queen. Does the Queen just go to these things? Like I she just hanging so. out? Like whatever. Lady Danbury says, "Oh, do you remember the Bridgertons?" And the Queen says, "Yeah, you made quite an impression, but it was fleeting." oh oh. so Lady Danbury says why don't you come and sit in my box for the evening and we'll, we can watch the opera together so the older ladies are watching the, the thing they're not really watching Daphne's the only one watching they are gasping and they're discussing how the queen's husband won't survive they're saying won't survive the year Danbury says you know Whistledown writes about my family the duke and I was like is he an aunt is she an aunt is she a grandmother I'm not sure Just as she's talking about this, Anthony's opera singer girlfriend goes on stage to sing. And Danbury says, well, the Duke can withstand such scrutiny as he's a man. And then we kind of get back and forth and they're talking and it comes out that something happened to the Duke's mother when he was a child and Lady Danbury came in and helped raise him. So that's why I think she's some kind of relation. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. not blood relation. I'm not sure. But something happened to his mother. I assume she died. Maybe she ran away. I don't know. And Danbury says, he's not what Whistledown is writing about him. And Mama Bridgerton says, well, Nora's Daphne, but she's not terrible like they're writing. And then that's when Darbury gets an idea. She's like, it would seem the two of them have a lot in common. Whistledown only writes what she sees. So maybe we need to make her see things more clearly. Like, hint, hint, we should get the two of them Mm -hmm. together and show how they're both irresistible and not a player and she's by the way the duke is very fond of gooseberry pie and mama bridge is like oh you mean the very dish my cook is renowned for and they giggle and (laughs) now they have an idea and a plan and daphne
0: who has been sitting literally inches away has apparently not heard never heard not not a bit she's not a word
1: maybe she's got her earbuds in who knows
0: yeah so there's a really quick scene after yeah. this of Marina in bed pulling the sheets like up and over and under and looking and according to my Netflix panting heavily. Yeah, and I have no clue what is happening. I said,
1: did she pee? Get her period? What is happening?
0: <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I was like, let's. We'll come back to that. So later we are at a very large dining room table at the Bridgerton house with all the siblings and the Duke. And Daphne has conveniently been seated next to the Duke. Everyone is giving their theories about who Whistledown can be. And they're like, it might even not be a she, like Gossip Girl. (laughs) It was Dan. Sorry if I just spoiled that show for anyone, but Gossip Girl was Dan, you guys. Anyway, the Duke thinks that this is great, that everyone eats together, because apparently that's not common. No, no. They usually eat with a
1: governess when they're kids. Oh,
0: that's true. Uh, Because there's a a few younger, like much younger ones too. The mom says, yeah, I know it might be unfashionable, but we actually like each other. (laughs) The Duke looks at Daphne and says, you look displeased. And she's like, oh yeah, do I? And he says, I thought you'd be happy to be seated next to me and she's like how about you don't think about me at all and she says I know about your reputation and meanwhile Anthony is at the end of the table watching this whole exchange and then as they're talking back and forth like the whole table starts to be quiet and listen to this conversation she says you are a rake through and through and I had to look that up Mm -hmm. and (laughs) in this context in historical context a rake is a man who was habituated to immoral conduct, particularly womenizing. He's a player.
1: Okay. That means he's a player.
0: Yeah. It says analogous to Hellraiser, too. <laughs> so just a guy who wants to have fun. They agree that they aren't interested in each other. Great. Good. Fine. And he calls her desperate to get married and Eloise laughs because mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said everyone's listening to this. Anthony interrupts by thanking the Duke for coming to dinner like okay now it's a good time for you to leave but he's like well Lady Danbury actually accepted your mother's invitation on my behalf so you know here I am it wasn't really my idea and the mom says oh well you can't go yeah do you have to stay for dessert because it's gooseberry pie.
1: It's wink wink hint hint nudge nudge mm-hmm. So after dinner, Anthony is in his father's study doing bills, question mark. He's doing something. Mom peeks in and she's kind of staring for a second. And he says, you were a perfectly reasonable mother until your eldest daughter came of age. This matchmaking scheme is not going to work. And mom says, I thought he was your friend. And um, P.S. He's a duke. And he's like, again, yeah, he has no intention of marrying. And she's like, well, I can say that reformed rakes make the best husband. So daddy bridge obviously was a player too and he says he won't make her happy and daphne deserves better and she's like well the duke will be joining us as our guest tomorrow night so suck it up buttercup and he says well she's my responsibility just as you are and this oh mama's pissed she's yeah mm-hmm. and she says so when you leave this office that you keep at your family home will you return to your bachelor pad or will you pay a visit to a certain soprano that you keep an apartment on the side for on the other side of town that you pay all the bills and she says you know nothing of responsibility and duty your sister is terrified of what a future awaits her should you continue to be a dick (laughs) and she says your father would have had her matched already are you an older brother or are you the man of this house and i was like damn mom dropping some knowledge my job yeah so then we cut to Anthony's in bed with the Soprano and he's looking at his watch again. And he's like, just out of nowhere, he's like, I can't see you anymore. I have to do what is necessary. And she's like, wait, what? What is happening? I'm naked and you're what? What's happening? And she says, but you promised that you were going to protect and care for me. What am I going to do? Because I, he pays all her bills. So she's like, what am I going to do? And he's like, well, you can leave. I was like, "Dude, you're I know.
0: so all he's garbage, such a dick." again we see the uh, little boy delivering the gossip rag and we hear the voiceover and she says might a diamond's recent fall from grace turn out to be the most damning scandal of all the diamond she's referring to is daphne because at the beginning when she called her the incomparable she also called her a diamond of the first water yeah, water and something that, that was means. in water in there somewhere Yeah. So we know the next scene, there's going to be something scandalous afoot. We are at something called Vox Hall, and I don't have any idea what it is. Is it a festival? Is it a dance? I don't don't know. know. It's outside, there's food and dancing.
1: One thing, did you notice, like right before, like it's Daphne's getting ready for this night, and she's getting zipped into her courses? Did you notice all the bruises on her back? from getting no, put from into the, the corset corsets. i thought that was a nice That's little detail I'm they put in there but anyway
0: Dang, these corsets are crazy so everyone who's everyone is there of course and for some reason they have to travel by a boat to get there but i'm like okay whatever i missed that part uh, were they in a boat yeah they were. oh i guess yeah, they were yeah they were
1: yeah they were okay keep going yeah.
0: So Penelope runs into Colin and he's asking about Marina and Penelope says, oh, she's ill and staying home with her mother. Some other ladies come over. I said some other bitches come Mm -hmm. over and try to get Colin to dance with them. And one accidentally, quote unquote, spills her drink down the front of Penelope's dress. Which is just so fucking mean and rude. And, God, catty women are just the worst. Yeah. Colin says he can't dance with this other girl because he is going to dance with Penelope. And I was like, this is the storyline I am here for. Can I just say I don't so far care about Daphne and the Duke whatsoever. So he takes her out on the dance floor, and she's just so cute, and she's smiling, and she looks like she's having a great time, and here comes the Duke. I said, it's like, here comes a general, <laughs> and that's, that's how I had it in mind. Here comes the Duke, flogged by a gaggle of women, and there's an announcer on stage that says... Uh, come over this way that an extraordinary event is about to take place and just at that moment the duke and daphne see each other in the crowd and kind of give each other a look i couldn't decide what i thought that look was whether it was just a Ugh, you're here or if it was a hey you're I here." i think that was like no, a no. There
1: was a there was some flirty thing there from them yeah that was something mm-hmm. but uh, okay I love that poor little Penelope says that she's happy to be at the dance with her father instead of her mom because she can wear pink instead of yellow like her mother makes her. And then she says that their dad is chaperoning, but he's getting drunk, like off his ass drunk. So he's great chaperone. So back at the Featherton's, the maid, the nosy maid, has noticed something about the cousin's sheets. I assume she peed him. (laughs) (laughs) And she brings them to Mother Feather, who freaks out.
0: So... Back quickly to Vauxhall. There's a guy, the one who says that there's something extraordinary about to go on. Um, he just lights a bunch of lanterns and everyone claps. And then I was like, they must really be hard up for entertainment here because it wasn't really that impressive.
1: But it was like almost like electrical lights, though. Okay. So it was, they were wired and they were in the context of
0: 1813. Sure. I'm sure it was very impressive. Yeah. Anthony walks up to Daphne, who looks like she's seen a unicorn. She's so impressed by all of these lights. And he starts talking about Lord Creeper and about how he is actually a really nice guy. He's really nice to women and animals, he doesn't have any debts. He's even a decent shot. So yeah, you're gonna marry him and (laughs) you're welcome. She's like, um, what's that now? He says, oh, yeah, it will be as easy for you to fall in love with him than with anybody else. Which leads me to believe, has he ever really met or talked to Lord Bearbrook? Because I don't think that's true. And she's like, the hell I will. And walks away. And he's so confused. He's like, I thought this is what I was supposed to do. But it's really backfiring
1: right now. And I don't understand. Yeah, meanwhile, I broke up with my girlfriend for this. Damn. (laughs) So back at the Feathertons, Feather Mom storms into Cousin Marina's room with the sheets. And she's pissed. She says, you've been here over a month and you haven't bled. You haven't gotten your period. And Marina's like, "Uh." (laughs) Mom says, I should be happy. I had no excuse to send you back until now. My husband and your father are going to be so mad, like so mad. And she says, if it wouldn't affect my girls, I would tell everyone about your revolting recklessness. Do you even know who the father is? And Marina says, she will never understand someone like you living this charmed life. I didn't want to come here and be with you people who are so out of touch. And mom just hauls off and slaps her right across the face. And I was like, okay, wait, what what's happening now? I have my theories, but I need to know what's happening. I think this is baby Featherton. I think that's why she's come here. Is the dad has knocked her up and brought her there and wants to get her married off before anybody notices that she's pregnant.
0: Well, I had paused it to write down what she had just said about how she didn't want to be around people like you, out of touch, so superior. And and I paused it and, I, and I'm typing that. And I'm like, she's going to slap her. And as soon as I unpaused it, she was like, Wah. and I was like, called it, knew it. <laughs>
1: So back at Vox Hall, Daphne is in a, like a garden, but she's off all by herself in the dark and she's pissed. So she's ripping up her dance card because nobody's going to dance with her because her brother's a dick and everything's just horrible. And guess who comes around the corner? It's old Creeper in the dark. And she's like, not now, Nigel. And he says, oh... We're going, we're doing first names now? I didn't know that was a, all right, so if we're going to be married, I guess it's okay you call me by my first name. And she's like, no. Mm-mm. That's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna marry you. My brother made a huge mistake, and he says, "Um, so you think you're better than me? You should be thanking me. I'm your last hope." And he grabs her like by the arm, and he's obviously he's going to do something to her. Like I, I, like he's going to rape her. He's going to do I, something. I, for one,
0: am shocked that he is getting physical with her. I mean, he's gosh. such a good guy, right? Yeah.
1: And just as he's getting on top of her, here comes handsome and he arrives just in time to watch Daphne knock this fucker out <laughs> and she knocked him out flat he's out cold and she's just like looking around she's like uh hey where have you been <laughs> and, and she says oh wait you were in the dark walk alone <gasps> I'm in the dark walk alone with two men oh my gosh if someone suggested oh this is this could ruin her if she were to come out of this walkway Find the guy knocked out, first of all. Be with Handsome out here in the dark all by herself. All sorts of rumors that she's a slut are going to start happening. She's like, I gotta yeah. go. If She starts to go run away. Old Creeper is like, marry me. Gross. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god. If someone to find me here, I'm going to have to marry him. If there are no other offers, I'm going to have to marry him. And she's like freaking out to Handsome. She's like, unlike you... I cannot simply declare I do not wish to marry. I don't have such privilege because I have a vagina. It's not fair. And he's like, yeah, I honestly couldn't believe you didn't have a line of suitors around the block. And she's like, you're such a dick. And He's like, no, sincerely, I know what Lady Whistledown wrote. I hate her as much as you do. She's provoked these mothers to claim me as a prize for their daughters. She tries to leave and he's like, no, wait, 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 wait. I have an idea she's like, no, you gotta go, you gotta leave and go in an opposite direction, come out in like five minutes. I'm gonna go this way so they have no idea that we were together because this is gonna be so bad.
0: But he stops her and says, actually, maybe there's another answer to our problem. So we see them now walking back into the party, or whatever it is, hand in hand, and it's cutting back and forth between them walking in and them in the garden coming up with this plan. He says, we will pretend to form an attachment. All the mothers will leave me alone. All the available suitors will be looking at you. Lady Whistledown will deem me unavailable and you desirable. It's a win-win. Mom and Anthony catch sight of the two of them walking through the party, and Mama is super (laughs) stoked. Biggest smile ever. Lady Danbury gives them an approving look. Everyone is watching them as they stop in the middle of the dance floor. And he whispers to her to come closer. He says, for this to work, we must appear madly in love. And back in the garden, she's like, this is a terrible plan. He's like, actually, it's a great one. <laughs> he says, as long as we really don't want to marry each other, what do we have to lose? Right. So uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. So they're dancing in the crowd. And now, again, we hear Whistledown talking about exactly what they thought she would about this relationship between them. Anthony looks real skeptical, by the way. Of, of this whole thing as soon as he sees, sees them. And Lady Whistleton says, I don't know exactly how this worked out, but I'm going to find exactly how this match happened.
1: There's a moment when they go out on the dance floor that fireworks go off. Yeah. And everyone's dancing. And at all the same moment, all the guys dip the women at the exact same time. It is the best shot Since I've seen in Ratchet, this was that was it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was so so well done. I was like, that was the only only thing I liked (laughs) about this episode. That
0: was like the best part, and I didn't even put in my notes, but I know exactly what part you're talking about. I was so damn bored. I
1: was so damn bored, except for that. And I was like, oh, oh, that kind of stuff gets to me. But yeah, here we are, kids. That's the end of this one
0: this better pick up real quick or this might be like the half season of <laughs> Bridgerton.
1: i i oh. hear it i hear it gets real spicy so be be ready yeah. for that awkwardness because i love talking about sex scenes that's my favorite thing to do oh,
0: <sighs> yeah. no i like his butt was naked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. oh, that'll be fun. There
1: was so much awkward sex scenes from the teacher, I don't know, man, okay. <laughs>
0: oh man that might have ruined me for sexy hopefully these will actually be sexy and not like seeing how far back i can get from the screen and still see what's going on
1: there's some great things happening in this show though there i like the modern take i like using people of color in all these different things there's string quartets that play quite a bit and they are playing modern pop songs but like to a string i love that that's really Mm -hmm. cool there's i this 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 has, this has potential, so I'm not giving up on it yet, but I don't know. It's a lot to memorize who all these people are and all the rules, so we'll see. Yeah.
0: (sighs) All right. Well, if you are watching Bridgerton with us or if you have watched it and want to make sure that we talk about a certain thing or you have any commentary about our commentary where could they get in contact with us, Tiffany?
1: Well, for all your butt shot commentary, please see us on Facebook at That's So Original Podcast. We are also on Instagram at That's So Original Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at That's So Pod. Leave us a tweet. Um, that would be great. And you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. You can also go to our website at Original Podcast. Dot com? Dot com. com. I always <laughs> won't want to forget where, where we are. Go to iTunes, like us, review us, leave us a note. You say things about us, we're going to share it. So, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, we will talk about you because yeah. we're into that kind of thing. So <laughs> let us know what you think.
0: We did get one new five-star unwritten review, Woo-hoo! but hey, we love it anyway. Thank you Thank so you. much, whoever that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, follow us on Spotify. Yeah, that too. Uh, and just the, all the things that we keep harping on you to do every single episode. Aren't you tired of us saying it? So you just, just probably should just do it. Right. But, all right. Well, we will be back next week with episode two of Bridgerton Bridgerton. And we will talk in your area next time. Bye.
1: Kind of sounded like you said areola. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk in your areola. In your areola. (laughs) That seems very Bridgerton-esque. I guess. We will talk in your areola later.
0: Okay. We will do it. (laughs) I'll talk right in it like a microphone.
1: I'm so so uncomfortable. (laughs) Bye.
0: Say bye. Bye. <laughs> na, 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 na. Boop. <sighs> it's the end of that. Right. I guess he's a uh, so- servant of some sort. And the narrator's is na- the first bo- Brigerton. God damn it. Take three.